Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm happy to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and our mission is to make you a smarter and more profitable sports better. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Head on over to playup.com, sign up for an account, and find out why. PlayUp is always your best bet. The wolf is in the house. What's up, brother? What's happening, Phil? How you doing, bud? I'm trying my best. You know, I really am. Our newsletter has gotten off to a pretty good start overall, I think. You know, we started the premium. That takes a little while to catch on. We know that it's new, but I'm having a blast with it, and I know you are too. I'm having a tremendous time with it, and, uh, you know, we're taking it one day at a time, and that's why... uh, gamification economics is such a great new thing because uh, you know it's it's a lot more fun to to watch the ball games and have a beer and a couple of buffalo wings with a nice little waitress by your side than it is to uh, be stuck in some dusty cubicle looking at a stock chart you ain't lying there that's for sure and you you've done both so you know i've done um, both sometimes at the same time (laughs) now there's stories i could tell about that myself but i'm not going to today (laughs) Um, I'm saving it for my book, Resort Pro, or Resident Pro, whatever I call it. But anyway, Amazon, you say. And and this is interesting, and I'm glad that you brought this up before the show. Because Mm -hmm. what happened yesterday with Amazon, and I know you're going to explain it for newbies like me. I won't get too deep into the weeds, because I'm going to actually write a blog post about it. And if people really want to get into understanding how... uh, Bet, you know, buying a, a long straddle in Amazon going into earnings yesterday, expiring today, is the same as betting the over in a ball game and it cash because of how much it went up. Uh, then I'll explain that to you. But you can you can add what you want to add based on what we talked about. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is is that so many people, and, and you understand this because you've been dealing with this for years, is how gamification or, or how we call it sports trading. Mm-hmm. is very similar to the stock market. I know it's not completely the same thing, but it's mostly the same thing. Explain what happened with Amazon and how that works with like say the NBA today or whatever. Yeah, I I mean I go to I go to uh 100% to actually 100% that it is exactly the same thing when you're talking about options contracts. Right, right. You do. I'm not there yet. Yeah. But yeah, of course. I, I'll get you there. I'll I'm get sure you there you because with an options contract, just like the, the bets are options contracts, because as you know, there's an expiration time to our bets, right? Mm-hmm. And that's an options contract, has that. There's a score. Right, options contract has that. Yep. There's a there's a point spread or a handicap, which is like the strike price in an options contract. And there's also implied volatility in an options contract, which is, as we say in sports betting, the expected total. 
So all those things that are components of an options contract are 100% components of a sports bet. So that's what we have to understand. So once we understand that A equals B, then everything that applies to A will then apply to B. And there's, and there's just constant reminders of it that I try to I try to disprove, and I've been unable to disprove the correlation in any way over the, the years, and I've written quite a bit about it. But yeah, Amazon yesterday, a lot of people are going, have, you know, especially the last couple of years since the shutdown, have gone over to, and this applies to any underlying instrument, whether it be, you know, currencies or crypto or commodities or whatever, but we'll just use stocks for an example, and Amazon is obviously very high profile. So, uh, you know, there's been tens of millions of new traders go over from sports to stocks, and uh, most of them were led over by the, the, the Pied Piper of the pump and dump uh, at Barstool. To that uh, said stonks only only go up obviously and you know everybody a lot of those people unfortunately listen to them so you got to be careful who you listen to in life right but um, you know a lot of people have gone over and they really haven't been very sophisticated in what's going on as far as technical analysis chart reading options theory stuff like that what their exposure is they just kind of dove in uh, without the appropriate. Uh, education to to, to uh, engage in those those markets and and Amazon is a is a high profile stock. Obviously, it's you know multi trillion. What is it? Have a two trillion dollar market cap or something like that. So everybody knows when something happens in Amazon or Apple or you know Facebook, which had their own issue this week. And yesterday was um, yesterday was uh, Amazon's quarterly earnings report after the close, five thirty Eastern. And the stock was trading at twenty eight hundred dollars a share. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to ha- buy the at the money straddle for the twenty eight hundred line, it would cost you twenty uh, two hundred and forty dollars. So that's quite a bit because it expires today. The game is over today at four o'clock. Right. Four okay. So that's when the game is over. So what you're saying, and what ended up happening is the stock after uh, earnings, the stock went up four hundred dollars. Okay, went up $400 and you were paying $240 for the straddle, which means that you were betting, if you were buying that, you were betting that the stock was either going to go up over $240 or go down over $240. You didn't care which way, just like when you're betting a total. Mm -hmm. You don't care who covers the spread. You just care about how many points are scored, right? Right, right. So in this, the total was basically $240. Let's say it was $120 for the put, $120 for the call. So it went up to it went up $400. So you made $160 on every constituent of the contract, part of the contract. And there's a, a contract is worth a hundred shares, right? So you made $160 times a hundred. So 16 grand you made because stock went up $400 which was over the 240 that you paid. And again, the important thing to remember there is that you didn't care if it went up or went down. You didn't care if the Bears covered against the Packers, the Packers covered against the the Bears. All you cared about is that it went over the total of 45, which is why that's volatility. And if you sold it, if you're what's called short the straddle, you win if it goes, if it moves less than $240, or actually it was less than 240. 30 or 225, whatever the, the bid or the, uh, yeah, whatever the bid was, because that's what you're selling it at. And the diff- why there's a difference is just like anything else with a bookmaker, the market maker or the specialist or whoever is calling, is, is charging you juice. And that's how they make their living. That's right. 
And that's exactly how the sports books do it, too. Exactly. They set right. a line, and you either bet against it or for it, or maybe you want to buy Amazon stock because you want to hold on to it because it's the thing, right? It could go up or down. Mm-hmm. You're just going to hold it. But you were playing that way. This way, they were playing either above 240 or below, just like an over-under total. Right. By, to, by 402 Eastern today, which is when the game is over. When the game is over. And that was a very, very good explanation. And, and you know, you mentioned something, and I think it's important. And that's why I think learning this wolf line and understanding what we do at the newsletter is going to benefit a lot of people not just with what we're doing, but when they decide to dabble outside and do some uh, stock investing or whatever, they're going to learn how to read charts, read graphs, and do their own work, right? That's part of that's been part of my vision for a dozen years now. That you know, to the big Venn diagram and 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 people understanding, you know, different aspects of the other financial markets through this context and vice versa. And, you know, if they want to go again to the blog, I'm writing another blog about how Kansas, you remember uh, this week on the newsletter, I had uh, Kansas over Iowa State. Mm-hmm. They uh, Kansas was minus five the night before, and they got sold off down to only minus one and a half against Iowa State. And they, of course, covered easily, won by nine. And that was a short squeeze. And people were like, what's a short squeeze? Well, if, you know, if you remember Jay, uh, uh, the, the couple stocks, AMC, GME, earlier in the year, again, Portnoy made a big deal about that, saying that Robin Hood was doing illegal things, not honoring uh, not honoring orders on listed markets, which might be true, but he does the same thing as we spoke about a million times. So I'll explain to people what a short squeeze is based on Kansas winning that game, even though uh, Iowa State took all the money late. And you know what? When Greg finishes those things, I'm sorry, when Wolf finishes those things. <laughs> yeah, don't let anybody know my action. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I'll never do that. But you know what? At the end of the day, and there's nothing nefarious here. The no. G is part of his name, but it's not the whole name. But anyway, yeah. when, when he finishes whatever he's doing, we're going to link it in the newsletter in the free portion of it that we give away every day. And we're going to make sure we promote it good because you're going to learn something because – one thing because you I earn while you learn, you plus, earn while you learn, you learn while you earn. Plus, I want to tell you something on, on the air I've never said to you, even privately. You know, oh. I, I've been editing for a long time, and you write some of the cleanest copy I've ever seen. Well, you you're making me blush, Phil. But the truth is, that's that's a compliment because a lot of people <laughs> don't, and yes. you you care about what you do, and that's what I'm going to tell you when you read his blog post. He's going to write it so simple and neat and clean that you're, you, you're going to walk away without questions. <laughs> and, but I will answer any But, questions. yes, we will. So send those questions to Phil at philnasonshow.com, and we'll hook you up because we got one from last week. This one gets asked a lot, though, and I try to answer it because I know you, you and Joe, and you guys are good about walking <laughs> me through these things. But right. a question was asked, and you've already seen it, it's uh, does the wolf line TWL take into account late line movements based on things like injuries or a player missing for that game, mm-hmm. or is it like what I see at eight a.m. Is that the same thing? It's going to be at tip-off time, right? And <clears throat> that's an excellent question, and it's something that people have to understand, and they either get it or they don't okay. type of thing. 
there are two ways to assess uh, any type of issue that is traded in a free market. Um, there's only two, and that's hasn't changed for a long time. That's fundamental analysis and then technical analysis, which includes market sentiment. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing that, I, based upon my experience in, in the markets, the only thing that I care about is the technical analysis uh, aspect of it, which believes that all f publicly, fun uh, publicly fundamental material information, once it is known, is digested by the market and is then just uh, given a, a price value, a market price value, based on how it's 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 received by the market and supply and demand. Right. So because of that, uh, being a market technician, which which re represents behavioral economics, uh, you have to understand what something is called the efficient market hypothesis, which Eugene Fama, a guy from the University of Chicago. Uh, won the Nobel Prize for in 2014. So people, you know, it must have been something pretty significant, right? right Nobel right. Prize is a pretty big deal. And that just says that everything publicly known is, he was talking about the stock market, everything uh, publicly known fundamentally is digested and baked into the market price. Now, what he is saying is completely true, and I agree with, although it's incomplete because it does not include the, the the part of the market that is ambiguous and where the art comes in, and that's the behavioral economics part of it. And that's what the wolf line gauges. It, it answers the question with metrics with that has gone through the scientific method. How do I tell whether an asset or a relationship, one side of a relationship, et cetera, is irrationally cheap and I should buy it? Or irrationally expensive, and I should sell it at that right. time. That's that's the the whole thing. You have to answer a question. It's step one of the scientific method. You put out a question, you have a, a thesis, you collect the data, and then you come to a conclusion. I did all that stuff, so none of you, uh, no, nobody else has to. Okay. And then you just look at the colors. So the the injuries that happen within the like you're talking about within the confines of when the when the initial market price is offered. The first opening little limit price, you know how that works with the limits, you know, the first opening price is a, is a, is a low limit price, right? Right, right, sure. And then it expands as you get into the close because mm -hmm. supply and demand, the market is what actually makes the, the real price, which is the closing price, which is what matters, which is what we care about, which is which our, the measured marker is historically because that's, that's where we have what I call market agreed upon equilibrium. For the most part, and even if even if the bookmaker decides to take a directional position, which, as you know, just isn't very good business over the long haul, they they shouldn't they should try to make their book as even as possible, in my opinion. But that's not how it works in real life. In real life, a lot of times they like to bet against the customer and then ban winners. As we know, that's a problem, another issue. But even if they do take a side uh, of of risk in the position, they just are absorbed and become part of the market themselves. Okay. So the only thing that the wolf line cares about is the end, the absolute closing price. And from there, that's what's the market implied price, what they expect to happen, whether it be in the point spread in the money line or in the totals, that's what the market is expecting to happen. And then you have what's what we call the realized price, the realized uh, score. I guess would be the easiest way to say it. And that then we compare the two. And from that, we get the upticks and the downticks, which are the same as mechanically as in any other marketplace. Mm -hmm. You get too much buying pressure and then it upticks too much, eventually forming a bubble. 
too much selling pressure, the market ticks down and fades down too much, eventually you get an overly distressed asset. And that's where the colors come in because they measure that divergence or that maturity of the relationship. So the fast answer is that the injuries, the late injuries or something like that, whatever you see when once the, the, the market is posted, the wolf line data, it will not change for that relationship based upon what happens. That's something completely different. If you have a crystal ball or if you have access to material non-public information, which I don't I don't uh, endorse because it's, uh, it's uh, uh, against the law if you make money off of it. I, if people are doing it, you know, I guess it's it's up to you right. to decide whether you want to do it or not. But it's a violation of Rule 10b-5-1 in securities markets, and there's there's hedge fund managers that are doing 15 years in prison for that. Right. Uh, Martha Stewart did a five-piece, I think, as people would probably understand, uh, remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so so what happens is once the that information comes out, Usually, it used to be much more uh, uh, popular for markets to just be. Remember when when games would be taken off the board quite a bit, mm-hmm. actually. Oh yeah, that happened it seems yesterday, to be. Actually. It, yeah, it's it's much less now than it used to be. Now, for example, in the NFL, the only thing that's really going to take a game off the board is is a starting quarterback injury during the week or right, something right, like that. Right. You know, some type of issue with the starting quarterback. But let's use that as an example. So it's the same thing as in the stock market. As always, we, we continue to go back to the stock market when you know there is news coming out on, on a particular stock and it's news pending. So whoever the specialist or the market maker or whoever it is up to to maintain a fair and orderly marketplace, that's what it is, they'll halt the stock. Stock trading gets halted. It's the same thing as a game being taken off the board because news is coming out. Nobody knows what, it, what it's going to be. So what they do is they halt it, and after the news comes out, they bleed out of, a, again, a low limit, same as in a sports book, right. a low limit, new indicated price. And then as it expands from there, based on supply and demand, the market makes the real price. Which is essentially so, – uh, well, let me let me stop yep. you there real quick. because yep. And to put it into the terms that people are used to seeing, it's the mm-hmm. difference between minus 105 – in minus one ten, correct. In terms of when you say the movement or they reestablish the line with a different price, this is the vig. They drop the vig so that uh, you take the pe- take the play based on the new information. Well, what I was saying is that, for example, oh, okay. say 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 we'll use Aaron Rodgers because I like I, we use I use him as an example all the time just because it's easy and because he's uh, a big part of Green Bay's team you know mm-hmm. uh if you if 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 you take uh say the say the bears are playing the the, the packers right and you bet the bears um plus seven on monday and the game is sunday and everybody thinks aaron Rodgers is fine and all that other stuff comes out and wednesday he gets hurt right so instead of now they take the 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 game off the board, they hauled it, right? Mm-hmm. And now instead of the Packers being minus seven, now the Packers are maybe minus one, right? Okay. Or whatever you want to assign Aaron Rodgers, right? How many, many points? But whatever it is, the market will absorb that and they'll say he's worth six points. Let's say. So now, if you had the if you had the the uh, the Bears earlier, you got the Bears at plus seven. Well, now they're only plus one. So that news was good for you that right. came out. In that. But if you had the Packers at minus seven, 
that now they're only minus one. And without Rodgers, you had negative news. <laughs> so there's always two sides to it. Right, of course. So, yeah. so it, but there's but at a certain point, that's why it's tough to to read a crystal ball and say you do an NFL example in the beginning of the week because you know, there's a lot of stuff that can happen during the, the week before it goes off. So you have to have a little bit of, uh, you know, that that's something completely outside of the wolf line is 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 trying to uh, guess where uh, a market is going to go from right. open to close because all we care about is close. So, so again, I mean, and even in that example with the Bears, you know, and this would depend on the, the game total as well, even, even more confidence, you could have the Bears – you know, plus seven. Then tr- uh, when it goes down to minus one, and and no no Aaron Rodgers, just try for a middle. Well, there you go. That's exactly right. You know what I tell people, I especially with college basketball and NBA during COVID, to wait until as long as long as you can until the get you get the price you want, because you don't know who's playing from one minute to the next because of a COVID. They rest their players. So it's a little more difficult, but that was a terrific explanation. And if you have any other questions, hit us up. You can find us on Twitter. You can leave a comment in the, on the website where there's a spot for that. You can contact me at phil at com, and I will see to it that Wolf gets your questions. And if we don't, if he doesn't write them out for you and answer them for you, he will do it on the show. And that was excellent. Now, Friday night NBA hoops. We've got some weather out there. So what we have to remind people is is that these games may or may not go, <laughs> some of them. But we'll see what the Wolf Line has to say about the Friday night NBA. Well, since we were just talking about... This is exactly uh, what I mean. See, this is perfect, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Since we were just talking about Amazon earnings and and the, the long straddle and the short straddle, which, you know, Amazon cashed the long straddle, a.k.a. the over, last night on their earnings. For anybody that had it, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to look at the Bulls Pacers volatility, otherwise known as the totals, right? Uh, for tonight. And the implied volatility, which is similar to the $240 you were paying for the Amazon straddle, same mm-hmm. thing. The implied volatility here is 230 and a half. That's what I'm seeing. It's now moved up. In some places now, it's 231 and a half. 231 and a half. Okay, we'll go with that then. 231 okay. and a half. And we're just with a quick glance at the wolf line, and, and, and I have this set on – uh, more liquid markets because it's the NBA and it takes a lot of liquidity. Uh, it's not as liquid as, say, the NFL, but it's it's moderately up there, close, um, and it will become more so as the NFL uh, is over. Um, and it, it's the totals market, which is a little bit less liquid than the, the spread market, but it still qualifies for me as a certainly a more liquid market. You don't really see this. This type of uh, alert pattern in the wolf line for NBA totals that much because we have a red alert, which is as significant as you can get in the three and five period study. And then you have yellow alerts, which is significant in the seven, 10 and 15. Uh, That's all pointing towards the under, meaning that the the total has been overinflated. uh, And this is alerting me to bet the under. That's why you have the little U sign under there if I'm betting correction because what I'm doing is I'm betting I have a set for correction trading which is buying low and selling high 
And then you have uh, in the 20 period study, you got a 0.50 non-alerted indicator. And then you look at the chart and, you know, you just see the total uh, has, has screamed to the upside to where it's now at a spot of positive 10. It's been as low as negative two. So that would give us a median of positive four for the 24 or for the 20 period study. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that's, that's overinflated. So I'm going to go with my, uh, my per personal read on this and play the under or sell the straddle. But, and, and that's exactly <laughs> a good thing. Now on the fundamental side of that, mm -hmm. the bulls played an overtime game last night mm -hmm. and they played in Toronto in front of no fans. Now they have to go to Indianapolis to play against the Pacers I don't know if this game is actually going to happen or not because they've had some pretty bad weather there. But at the end of the day, the Bulls are going to be gassed. These are two top 15 offenses. The Bulls are ninth. The Pacers are 14th, I believe. But here's where it gets interesting is that both teams are bottom 15 in defense and points allowed. And even though that number is high, you have to remember that the Bulls have had injuries throughout the season they're probably going to rest maybe one or two players that's not baked into the price yet but we have to assume that that is what they'll do because that's what they've done all season long and mm -hmm. 231 and a half points is way too many for this game for two ah, middle of the road offenses with middle of the road defenses but if even one of their better offensive players doesn't show it's going to be a rough way to score points. And the fundamental analysis is to take the under in this one and get it before it goes down because once that injury news comes out, it's going to be probably 227. So Mr. Technical Analysis, me, and Mr. Fundamental Analysis, you agree. Yes, we do. Under. And, and usually when Short we Short volatility. We usually win. We didn't last night, but that was a wait, – wait, wait, that's not true. We still have a game over there, Wright State. We're going to get that one tonight. We're going to get the total and the, and, and the uh, side bet. Now, oh, okay, because I, 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 I stay the same. You know, I, I put my right up for Wright State uh, yesterday on the newsletter, and the other one was uh, University of Louisiana Monroe plus eight. They didn't even need the plus eight. They won outright. They won outright. And I'm finding out, too, that on bigger spreads – at the wolf line, mm -hmm. if you have a point spread of like seven points or more, the dog, and you're going to take the dog, throw a couple shekels on the money line because they win. It's weird, but like the last two weeks, I think six or seven out of the like the 11 or 12 that I looked at, it was almost 50%. And that's not bad. And what you should do there too, remember that we have the money line alerts, but the money line alerts and the data for the money line totally different than the, the and should be read totally different than the spread or the the totals because they're not the what I call the binary markets like 50% is what you know take out the juice and it's a 50-50 venture for the you know without the spread without the juice uh, the money line is the probability of the probability so it's it's a probability play it's not a if you know yes or no a 50 right. 50-50. It's so you might have a, a heavily alerted uh, team on on the on the money line, and you know it could be mid market fair value, fifteen percent chance to win. But in reality, if the same fundamental game is played an infinite number of times, then you think, but based on the the data that 
the underdog would win 25% of the time. So even though you still have edge, if that's the case, it's still an, you know, a, 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 a dog and it's an under, un, uh, it's, it's a low probability bet to win. But, but if you can, if you can get that, then you have, you still have edge. So it should be seen as something different, but, See? uh, yeah. And the other thing to, about, uh, betting underdogs, uh, on the spread that, uh, on the money line that are, that are, uh, that are dogs is you have to look at the, make sure you look at the totals because the higher that the totals are, the better chance that an eight point dog, for example, has of winning outright. That's, that's exactly right. Because points mean less. So dogs have better chances of winning outright when the, the total or the implied volatility is higher than when it's lower because that means points are meaning less. That's right. Meaning less. Not they meaningless. Meaning less. And right. the Pacers game is a perfect example of that. If you got some heart, play the Pacers. I think the Bulls are going to have a big problem tonight. But that's just me. So now we talked offline, and it appears – that there, that the Wolf Line has a couple of ideas for the Super Bowl. So go ahead and give us that, and then we can get out of here before the ice storm kicks us out of here. I do, and I'm not the type, as you know, to just uh, put out opinions on game. You know, I don't have to bet some, or put out an opinion on something just because it's a Super Bowl. Right. I think I've told you before about over the last several years when I've gone to Super Bowl parties, and I end up not even watching the game. I end up in the kitchen talking to the women about their spinach dip or something like that. And they'll say, don't you do something that's in your business about sports betting? And isn't this the Super Bowl? Shouldn't you? And I'm like, you know, I'll say so. <laughs> what, is that? <laughs> I just, what does that got to do with me? I find it and less go, stressful when I don't watch. Yeah. I, I, it's just because it's the Super Bowl. It's just like, just like Amazon earnings or just like Apple earnings, just because it's a high profile event doesn't mean you have to uh, engage in it and have a have a position on something like that. So, but uh, in this year, um, we happen to have a cause for me to engage in a position in both the uh, the spread and the total, which doesn't often happen in the Super Bowl. But just you lucked out, Phil. This time it does. Um, for the spread market, I see. I spy here in the uh, obviously the um, the more liquid market setting and the correction trading setting by low sell high because the NFL is the is the highest liquidity uh, U.S. market by far. Mm-hmm. Uh, an orange alert in the five period and a, and a and a yellow alert in the seven period is certainly significant. I don't care if this is the Super Bowl or if it's a game in the middle of the year; it's going to grab my attention. Uh, so I see. The Rams laying four points here, minus one eleven, and that is who the uh, that who is directed towards as the over the probably oversold or irrationally cheap part of the relationship, which I am going to buy, which means I'm selling the Bel- the Bengals, which are irrationally overbought, which I think here um, mm-hmm. that is also supported by the chart because I look at the chart, and as you see on this twenty period chart. We got if you just click on uh, the Bengals there, so that they disappear. We can look at the at the the Rams chart all by itself, and we see this level of support here at zero that has been tested and held up, which is a, a buy signal for the Rams, 
which I will take, as well as additional support for the alerts and the indicators. And then if I get rid of the uh, if I get rid of the Rams and just look at the Bengals, we could see that the Bengals have just had a ridiculous uh, bull run uh, since uh, eight games back, yeah. eight, the last eight periods. So every time that they uh, every time that the reason for those upticks, just like I said, in any market, anytime that you have an overperformance or buying pressure, then you know you're going to have the, of the the measured marker, which is whatever the price is at that point. Anytime that you have overperformance, you're going to have a market fade higher, fade higher, fade higher, continues to fade higher, and that's what creates market bubbles, and that's what when you pick your tops and when you when you try to you know sell based upon what the other side of the relationship is. And for me, this is support, uh, to, to go with the, uh, the, the Rams mm-hmm. and, uh, that's supported by and, and, uh, indicated by the alerts, the indicators and the charts. So, so we're not going to touch the total. We're only going to touch the, no, Rams. I like the total as well. And you like the under though, right? Because I'm looking at this graph and it looks to me like the under is the way to go with this one. No, I like the over. Oh, you do. Yeah. See the little O there. Under the alerts, mm-hmm. and they're negative. They're negative numbers. So oh, when right. they're negative numbers in the total, see, and it's it's red, so it's in bearish territory here. Now we're okay. at a negative three. I'm not. I, I don't like the total as much as I like the side. So maybe just to uh, make your risk half what it is on the side, or you know whatever your bankroll management is, it's up to you. But uh, the orange and the yellow, the orange and the three, and the and the yellow alert in the five. And then, uh, you know, of, of the negative numbers, and then it goes to uh, – that's where it, it ends for the alerts. And then we really don't have anything crazy in the, in the, in the uh, back-end uh, indicators. As you see, when you go to 24 periods, it's almost a complete fairness there at negative 0.12, which we would expect. So what we're doing is we're making trades at the tails of the distribution. That's what we're trying to do with the irrationality probability. So I'm going to do, uh, yeah, the, the Rams minus the four. And um, on a slower little si- on a lower little sidecar, I'm going to do over 48 and a half. And, uh, you know, some people who might be inclined, inclined to, to go the parlay route might want to try that out. And um, that's that. And then you win. Good stuff today, man. Well done. You answered so many questions with such clarity that even I understood it. And I'm not a, I'm not that guy at all when it comes hey, to Hey, well, I, I try to. That's the, the thing is finding the, the sweet spot to uh, be able to deliver the information and just get everybody to say, okay, uh, an apple is an apple, and we can use this information so many different ways, uh, you know, for however we want to use it, and it's it's not in any way um, onerous or, or anything like that at all. It's, it's and gamification of, of economics is a is a great field that I have a tremendous amount of faith in, and that's why I've, I've dedicated so much to it. And as we move forward, I think it's just uh, it's going to help a lot of people. Um, really be very self-sufficient and educated, and that's what, what the whole plan is all about. And make sure you sign up for the Wolfline Sports Trading Newsletter. For those of you who don't want to earn or learn while you earn, we'll do the, all the work for you. Great stuff. You, yes. can find, you can find Wolf on Twitter at QuantWolfLine. Find him over there. 
harass him with your questions because he'll answer them because he has bad weather where he lives too. That's and, right. And I'm and that's gonna wrap it up for today's show. I want. I can say, be sarcastic on there though. If anybody's too too sensitive, don't be. Yeah, so. yeah. Be careful about that. Yeah, he he can be very sarcastic, but. We want to thank PlayUp for presenting this show. That's PlayUp.com. Head on over, sign up for an account, and find out why. PlayUp is always your best bet. And speaking of best bets, all picks made on this show, as well as the Wolf Line Sports Trading Newsletter, you can find them tracked at BetStamp.app. And don't forget, you find the Wolf Line Sports Trading Newsletter at CashWithFlash.com. $49.99 a month gets you everything that we do. And, of course, if you want to go your own route, head on over to thewolfline.com, and they will take care of you over there. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good, and most importantly. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.